it's okay to want more, I guess. Don't settle. Like there's this culture that says you don't need to be educated to go through fertility stuff. And that's technically true. You could just, you know, get your sheet with your protocol and do it. But I think like you want that. And, and so you should be able to have that. That's not a, too big of an ask. And that will be in service to you being less beat down by this process. Been There Injected That is a TMI podcast about going through infertility and all the hormone injections, awkward moments, and nervous breakdowns along the way. I'm Elise Ash. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Been There Injected That. Today, we're talking to Nicole Lang, and she is a licensed acupuncturist with a master's degree in Chinese medicine. She runs her own practice called Life Healing Life, and she has done exclusive fertility work with Chinese medicine since 2006. So thank you so much for being here, Nicole. I'm so excited. This is like life goals. Oh my gosh. So Nicole <laughs> and I have kind of known each other for maybe, I want to say like three or four years um, through like the Minneapolis fertility community. So anyway, thanks so much for being here, Nicole. Maybe you can give a little bit of background kind of about your expertise, um, where you live, what your family looks like, that kind of thing. Yeah. So Nicole Lang, live in Minneapolis. Like you said, that's where my practice is. And I've been doing Chinese medicine since 2006. I, if you would have asked me, my younger self, if I ever would have imagined doing Chinese medicine, I probably would have laughed. I, I did not at all think that this was where I would land, which is kind of a common theme in fertility. And so it makes it more passionate for me to work in that because I know what it feels like to have your life kind of upended and end in a totally different place in a totally different way than you thought you'd get there. For those who might not know or have like a deep familiarity, can you give kind of like a high level explanation of acupuncture? So acupuncture is inserting these single use really, really fine needles, like finer than a piece of hair uh, often through the skin. And it can be done on all sorts of parts of the body. So it's not necessarily where you think you're, you're working on or treating. And so the way that I like to think about it, again, because I'm not steeped in this sort of historical you know, Taoism and Eastern philosophy necessarily, is I've, I've come to think of the acupuncture points like they're little thermostats. And through, through observation, and through historical kind of um, just watching what they do over and over without necessarily understanding the mechanism, we see that these little thermostats do different things. And so my job as an acupuncturist then is to pick the right thermostats for what we want to work on and stimulate them. And, and acupuncture is the main way we think of doing this. So inserting those needles and um, other ways that we can do that include just massage or pressure beads or heat, like moxibustion is a way we do that in Chinese medicine or, or suction with cupping is another thing people know of. All of these ways are just ways to, to tweak the thermostat really. And so once we tweak the thermostat, then the body naturally just does what we've observed that thermostat to do, which does make it, you know, a little bit mysterious and a little bit woo-woo at the surface. But Thankfully for people like me who do like the science and are a little bit skeptical, we now also live in a time 
where we can look at things like fMRIs and look at what's changing in the brain when we're doing acupuncture, or we can look at um, like a Doppler study of blood flow, like circulation to different parts of the body, like fertility, you do this with the, the uterine blood flow and see that it does indeed change. So, so however you want to look at it, thermostats where you don't understand the underlying mechanism or like super Western um, scientific biological things that are happening. My job is to pick those points and stimulate them in a way that the person um, hopefully enjoys and then the body will do its thing. So Nicole, what initially attracted you to this profession? So part of my journey and my upheaval was that I had experienced this trauma of sexual assault. And so in that, I felt like my own sort of wholeness and how things were connected was never really a part of the equation of what somebody was doing. So if I had anxiety, it was like, okay, you could talk to somebody about your anxiety and you could maybe take a medication for anxiety. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with that your menstrual cycle is just crazy, floody and miserable and you're like in agony. Um, and, and that doesn't have anything to do with having stabby stomach aches all the time and, and not being able to go to the bathroom and being constipated. And so all these parts were being looked at as separate, but I knew that they all had gotten worse together when I had this trauma. And so I, I did what I knew. I, I did all the reductionistic, like you take this medicine for this, you see this person for that, you investigate that, and it had only gotten me so far. And then I had this sort of like skeptical curiosity and this desperation to do even better than that because I still wasn't great and I still had plenty of issues that I wished were better. And so that got me to thinking about holism and that got me to thinking about other alternative forms of medicine. And then when I started looking at those individual different options, I saw that, <laughs> that Chinese medicine happened to be a master's program, which felt academic to me, snobby, but true. <laughs> and, and it also happened to be a third of the, the three-year program was Western medicine. So I got to like dissect, uh, work in a cadaver lab, not necessarily dissect, other people would dissect, but we'd go in and get to look at the anatomy and physiology. We got to study with um, an actual pharmacist about pharmacology and stuff like that. So all of that together brought me to acupuncture school, but I, I literally had had like two or three acupuncture treatments in my entire life. And I didn't know much about it besides those things that were driving me. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing uh, that part of your life and your story. I'm, it's so inspiring to hear how you can turn something so personal into something that can help other people, which is kind of a theme, I think, in your work and in a lot of people who work with people struggling with infertility and in other, you know, cases of sexual assault or trauma. So thank you for for being open about that. For sure. And I and I do. It's like I I love what I get to do. I love who I ultimately have become and who I'm still becoming. And I can't separate that from the trauma and the assault and the hard parts of my life. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy and and I really do um, think that every sort of trauma and, and struggle is an opportunity, but also it's not, I don't think that it happens for a reason or I needed that or, um, you know, you have to make lemons into lemonade every single moment of every single day. But, but certainly that is, you know, when you don't have many options. No, a, absolutely. And I, I value you, you know, bringing that to the table too. I also am not necessarily someone who like, 
believes everything happens for a reason. And I think that was one of the reasons why going through infertility for me was so tough because I didn't necessarily believe that it was for a reason on the other side of it. Now I can look back and see some of the things that I learned from the experience, but I still don't necessarily think like, oh, there was this divine pathway for me. Right. Just because you learned doesn't mean that you needed to, that the, like, the universe was trying to make you learn a lesson before you could be a mom. <laughs> My other question, Nicole, is really around, you know, what made you want to help women and men struggling with infertility specifically? Because I know that you have been very deep in kind of this vertical of work, like with fertility for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was in school, I was obviously, you know, I was doing the general schooling, but I was motivated by what I was looking for. So I ended up doing a lot of additional continuing education while I was still getting my degree in things like trauma and grief and anxiety and uh, sexual wellness and endocrine function and things like that. So I, I just knew how much it really benefited me in my own personal quest for, you know, trying to feel better. I felt so much better and different by the time I got out of acupuncture school than when I started. Um, and so I was like, I want, I know this firsthand. I've really done the most work here. I know how this feels to do this work. And so I, I told my husband, I'm like, I really want to only do this. Uh, and I want to kind of just like, <laughs> this is a cheesy analogy, but one of my like business professor said like be a lighthouse and stand on the stand in the place and like beam your light out into the world and say like this is what I'm doing and and instead of running around and chasing after every single boat that's out on the ocean to stand there and be that and I was like I'm Mark my husband I'm gonna be a lighthouse to this particular type of work and this particular type of need and uh and I want to do it for a year and so even if I have to say like no to a bunch of people that have sore backs or, you know, just randomly mm -hmm. want to work on allergies, I'm going to, I just want to see what that would feel like because it felt so important. Um, but that very, very quickly then turned into fertility work because not surprising, fertility work is a lot of trauma and anxiety and dealing with unknown and dealing with feeling out of control and the hormonal endocrine biological implications. And so as that's what I started seeing, the word of mouth in that community started spreading. And by the end of my first year, I was, I was teaching at retreats on mind-body fertility. And by the end of my second year, I was starting my own retreats on mind-body fertility. And it just organically became that population um, was what intersected with what I was passionate about. And I just, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of these stories and these journeys because it doesn't get more personal and more amazing. Well, it's so interesting too, Nicole. I think a lot of us as fertility patients understand that there is a connection between our mind and what we think and our bodies and how they perform, quote unquote. Like I think a lot of us understand there is some type of connection, but I think sometimes it can still feel like they are two separate things and you're trying to treat one versus the other. And one thing you're doing for one might not be serving you in the other capacity as well. So I love how you bring that up. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later in your online class, kind of around these different parts of who you are and trying to build the life that you want all together, as opposed to just like, I want a baby. I want a baby. Yes. And it's so, I mean, and it is, we're steeped in this culture of parts, right? Are you working on your stress or are you working on having a baby? Pick one. And it's, it's so harmful to what people really want. And that's the, that's the kind of cultural piece. And that's the piece that I, I really have come to, as I've done more and more of this, come to focus more and more on. 
What are some of the similarities, like either in bodies or in minds that you've noticed, like with some of your fertility patients? Like, are you, as someone who hears so many different stories, do you hear a lot of common themes or is everybody, you know, totally different? Kind of what are, what are the themes you see? Yeah. So from, from a like traditional Chinese medicine patterns of imbalance, which all this language gets to be a little bit tricky, but that's, that's kind of the terminology that's historically used. There's so many different moving parts, right? So like every single person, as far as body patterns go, is like, a, I love it, it's like a Sudoku. You know, it's like, okay, if this moves here, then that influences this other system in this mm. way. And then this system will then make ripples over here. And so we've got this constellation and it's, it's just, it's so, it's so nuanced and so beautiful and so organic. So I, I, you know, there are certain patterns, I would say, that are more common than others, but every single person's body is really individual. And the ways that we enter in and start to work on that have to be equally individual and equally customized. Because the truth is, even if on paper, two people look the same, like I, I, I do this case study of these two people that really have pretty extreme physical things going on that, that look on paper almost identical from a Chinese medicine perspective, which is, which is saying like all the systems look similar. But then, you, then I take it a step back further and look at like, but what is their, well, how do they feel about money? Who are they married to? Where do they live? What do they really want? What, is, what really gives them purpose in their life? And all of that is super different. So, so that's, that's a fun part of it. If I had to say if there was any sort of similarity, I think it's just the, the drive and the passion and the, the, how invested fertility patients are. I think it's just a really rare fertility visit that I do where the person isn't like, what else can I do? I want to know more. I want to understand this. So that's where I think there's a lot of um, sort of similarities and shared experience. And it's like, that's understandable because it's not just like, am I going to keep on getting headaches when I get my period, which is a big deal. But this is, will I have a life that I dream of and that is one trajectory or not? So it makes sense that uh, fertility patients are just really amazing in their wanting to learn and participate and do something. And the flip side, again, is that we have this culture of infertility that doesn't really make the best use of this drive and doesn't, doesn't take advantage of that and give them things to do that really serve them. So... I love entering that space again. So Nicole, you wrote this great piece for the fruitful blog um, that I love. It's called it's time for a fertility culture change. And we'll we'll link to that in the show notes, but it's a piece that's really critical of the fertility community. And I think for some really valid reasons and some, you mentioned some trends that I've probably noticed as an onlooker and as someone who is very engaged in this community, you've articulated some trends that can be really detrimental to the work you're trying to do to grow your family. Um, and I'd love it if you could maybe speak to, to some of those in a little bit more depth. Yeah. So I think some of the things, some of the things that I talked about are, you know, like putting your life on hold and, and it'll all be worth it if you just get a baby. Like that's a cultural message, like just suck it up. No pain, no gain. It's kind of how we would approach culturally exercise here too. Or like, you know, I'll rest when I'm dead, kind of a cultural or our education, like our study <laughs> hall, like grind, cram, yeah. get it all done. Anything. You know, work as Anything. hard as you can. And if you work your hardest, like then you'll yeah. get the result you want. Surely if it's you very do beach more. body. Yeah. yeah. 
but <laughs> if you do more then you know like why exercise exercise until you you know like yeah and if it's not working it's on you <laughs> right right so that and then that that culture of just positivity worship right so just even when even when things are not going well and you have legitimate things to grieve and this is just super vulnerable and again trajectory of your entire life just be positive and just don't give up and don't don't you know admit out loud because you know you won't get what you want if you jinx it by saying you don't like it or you're not doing okay or you're you're you know doubting <laughs> which anybody, yeah anybody with a heart and a brain going through this experience would feel those things and so we get we get this cultural again really hurtful message saying that that is somehow bad which it's not totally and and really like leaving no room for anything other than being positive or being able to look at the positive side of it even when something terrible just happened like I've heard so many stories of women who've opened up about a miscarriage and the first thing their friend has said well at least you know you can get pregnant it's like (laughs) that doesn't make me feel better right now like I just lost my baby what about our culture has devalued real human emotions and being vulnerable to the extent that you you can't lose a baby and and grieve that and that that somehow i don't know weak or something to be moved through and gotten on with instead of becoming a part of you forever which is what it actually does right and so it's it's just so so hurtful and so not how it works whether we like it or not and so i really want to push back on that Yeah. And rather than trying to meet somebody, you know, where you want them to be, hey, just be positive. Have you thought about this? Be grateful for you. All you have. It's like, how can we as listeners and supporters of people who are struggling, not just with infertility, but with like any kind of trauma or grief, how can we shut up and stop like projecting our own comfort or discomfort onto them and really just like be able to listen and ask them questions and support them and like sit in the muck with them and trying to just like get them out of a funk. Yeah. Just be there. And recognize that being there is, is the thing, not where are we going or where do we need to be or why is this not the place? It's like, just be there as a person going through it, as a person supporting a person going through it and not try to get to what's next is, is so powerful. And it's so much less, I mean, if we want to bring it back to like the Western science of it and the like fertility implications, it's like, it is so threatening to you to try to like fake and pretend like your life is one way when it's not what it is. Yeah, just it's so much work to have to try to like yeah. kind of tilt your feelings or um, censor yourself to who you're speaking to or kind of give your like publicist PR statement to, you know, your mother-in-law. It's like if, if I could just actually talk to you from my heart yeah. and understand that you had space for me and you were going to hold me instead of judge me, ask me a bajillion zillion follow-up questions about what was coming next. Like if I just knew that you had my back and would hold space for me, like how much more beautiful would we be able to have these like relationships? Yeah. And the, and the focus on all of this, you know, like focusing on moving forward and getting through or feeling certain things is it, it all comes back to one of the biggest kind of hurtful things, which is like, if you did it different, or if you were doing this, maybe you could trump your infertility struggles, which is, is like the highest level hurtful message. And that, you know, we don't do that with heart disease. We don't do that with cancer. We don't do that with other legitimate biological, genetic, complicated body things. 
And yet that's really common in the culture of infertility is like, well, maybe if I were a little bit more positive, it would trump this genetic predisposition that I have, which is, you know, it's, it's very victim shaming and blaming. And it's, it's just so much insult on top of injury. Yeah. And that's what I love, Nicole. Like, so we've talked a little bit about the things that, you know, aren't necessarily serving us very well in this fertility culture, but Mm -hmm. then talking about like, what are the things that we could change or how, how could we create this new culture within the community that's about, you know, compassion and about giving ourselves more support and more flexibility and more space to really be open about what's actually happening. Yeah. I I mean, it's super cliche, but awareness is always step one. So, you know, I, I just, it's so important to have conversations like this. And I'm so grateful to be in this platform saying these things because I I do think we're so steeped in it and it is so just kind of insidious and sneaky that like once you have somebody say to you, like, you know, that it's more complicated and it's okay to be sad about that, that that is a a big step. And then the more people that have that awareness, the more the, the conversation starts to change again in the community. It's a lot. We're complicated people like as humans and a lot of it is messy and there isn't, you know, a quick fix. And it's not like you go to therapy one time and you're all better. And I think like, that's just something we need to keep reminding ourselves and something that I think Glennon Doyle speaks to a lot in her new book, Untamed. Have you read that? I have not read that yet, but I know her. Oh my God. She's amazing. (laughs) It's so good. This is like such a plug for that. But she talks so much about how uh, oftentimes when we feel lonely and incomplete and like something's missing and we're struggling and we're not having a good day, we're, we're down, maybe other things are going on, how we think something's wrong with us. But the reality is that like, that just means that we're human. That's like, we're right on track. Like it's just, it's weird if you're not going through anything and it's weird if you're not challenging yourself and you're constantly like looking around you, looking in the mirror and something's, you know, bothering you. I mean, that's just life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I love people like, like her that are bringing that into the, like Brene Brown too, with vulnerability and, and just, you know, her story and her Ted talk is so great about, you know, like teach me how to be this so that I can be. Hilarious. Yeah. And like, and like, give me the, there's such a difference between wanting like the study guide and the cheat sheet and like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm preparing versus like actually like going through the process and letting yeah. it be like messy and clunky and awkward and long and you're exhausted versus like, Oh, I just want to like get through this thing so I can get to this next thing. Right. Right. And that's where you get to that, like that sort of hyper fixated on just get through an IVF. But the truth is it's never just an IVF. I mean, even best case scenario, it's IVF in a pregnancy. And it's like, then you got to get through the pregnancy. Then you got to get through the newborn stage. And then it's, it's never, it's never like magically on messy and uncomplicated and worst case it's, you know, the IVF doesn't work. And then you're in this messy place of why didn't it, what do I do next? Do, am I going to do this again? Can I do it again? What are my other options? So doing this kind of work that we're talking about and, and changing the context of it is so important because it's, I always tell my patients, you're never going to regret doing this work because it's not like you're going to get to the next stage and be like, oh, Nicole, I don't need any of this anymore. It's like, it's like oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm so glad I cultivated this there and now I'm going to use it here and then I'm going to use it in the next place and then I'm going to use it because it never really, you know, it's, it looks different, but it's, it's more of the same. We'll be right back. When you're trying to get pregnant, the sheer volume of products and supplements can be completely overwhelming. 
There are so many vitamins, ovulation trackers, apps, woof. So if you're looking for a place to start, check out our deals page at fruitfulfertility.org deals. We partner with the most amazing companies in the industry who all want to help get you pregnant. Whether it's a new meditation tailor-made for an IUI or IVF cycle, or access to fertility nutrition courses designed by experts, we've got you covered. Check out all of our partner deals at fruitfulfertility.org deals. Now back to the show. So Nicole, kind of going back to something you alluded to earlier in the conversation, you were talking about um, creating kind of an online course that would be able to help more people struggling emotionally and physically, like with the infertility stuff. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to create that course? And can you tell our listeners like a little bit about it? Part of it was just this, this desire to serve more people and, and have all these elements of education and empowered self-care that people can very easily do themselves without having to go through me. I was like the bottleneck. Mm. In the, in the yeah, I mean, you can only see so many patients. You have right. a very real limit. You have and, to sleep. And especially when... I, I want to take the time, right? So like, I could be like, here's a handout about this, but I, I, when I'm seeing somebody one-on-one, I want to listen. So, you know, I spend a half an hour of just talking and listening and whether sometimes that's answering questions, sometimes that's validating. So, so I, I wasn't like, okay, I, I can just see more people and cram in more people. And yeah. day, that didn't feel right. And I also really am passionate about trying. I'm very flawed in this, but trying to practice what I preach and trying to be balanced and whole myself. And so I didn't want to live this life where, you know, I'm working 80 hours a week and not seeing my children and, you know, adding more shifts to being at the clinic. So I had this idea in 2016 that the way to do that would be to create an online program. And uh, that eventually became, after much, much going back and forth about the name, what, what became The Baby You Want. The name comes from the idea that the baby you want, like when you start to try to grow and have a family, is, is like this, this baby that's just from this abundant healthy place, right? And and as you go through fertility struggles, that can kind of get beaten out of you and taken away. And you think you have to compromise, and you think you have to give up your power, and you think you have to just be positive, and you, you know, you think you have to sacrifice your relationships and, and your quality of life. And so to get back to this idea that the baby you want is not this sort of bare minimum baby that you have just by getting through the typical fertility culture, but the baby that you really want is, is the whole thriving, abundant life baby that you get by questioning it and going against that. So it's all the education that I do in, in person, one-on-one to get to that place. And it's even bigger and better because it's at the touch of a button and it's more comprehensive and more cohesively organized. So I've, I've had, like, I have a person that's going through it that's worked with me for several years and she's like, it's a lot of the stuff we've talked about, but it's just so organized and builds and builds and builds. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've looked through it. It's like a legit class. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and thank you for that. I mean, as someone who was just kind of like looking through it and, you know, um, just curious, I was like, wow, this is an incredibly like well organized, well thought out. I mean, beefy, it's a beefy program. Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. And it's, and it makes it kind of tricky because it's like, you know, like how you can't really influence your whole life without talking about 
your whole life. <laughs> totally. It's like, where do you start? I mean, anyone can make a course on like, here's how like a frozen embryo transfer works. But it's like, when you get into the emotional layers, and when you get into the relationships and a lot of like, the yeah. psychology that's going on inside of you and how you're changing and what you want. And like, it just gets really uh, big, really fast. And so being able to review it all in this uh, order that makes sense, covering all these topics that I think people really care about and are curious about, it's just, it's really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so proud of it. And I think it's, it, it's all the ideas and things that I'm passionate about and that I see work in my practice and really truly be in service to people as they're going through fertility struggles and growing their families. And also part of that organization and that like really clear, logical way of doing it is my husband's hand in it because he's, he's a designer. Mm. And so he has this way of analyzing where I'm like, big picture, big picture. And he's like, rein it in. Where are you yeah. starting? And how do you- <laughs> but also we need to record this and we need to like pick a format and a platform to like make it. Like when you say And you're like, that, but what if it's all, yeah. <laughs> That's you- kind of Brad and me too. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's so much better for for the best of you know the way that both of our brains work. So so it is it's huge. I I had this idea of a way of talking about it. It's kind of like if you start at one point at ground level, that's the I want a baby, and then you just start to spiral up a little bit and out from that. Like, but but what kind of a baby? You know, is it that like bare minimums by being a fertility martyr and struggling and and being beat down, or is it by being healthier? and more engaged and feeling more empowered. And then how, how do you do that? Then that's the next circle up and out. And how do you, how do, you do that on a fundamental level and the biggest ways of um, making decisions of what to do and, and dealing with the unknown, which you can't change and feeling with feeling out of control, out of control, which is a big part of this. So, so then it goes, it goes from there. Then you go back into the nuts and bolts of, how does a menstrual cycle work or how, how does a FET work um, with that context first of I'm not going to lose sight of what I really want here and what I'm really trying to do here. And even within something as clinical and logistical as FET, there are ways to do more of that or less of that. And so it's within that context. So we do all of the fertility specific stuff then as the second module of the program. And then we get into the rest of the body stuff, the anxiety and the digestion and the sleep and in the third module. And then the fourth module is the relationship stuff with, you know, how do you navigate stuff with your partner when you're not in agreement about what to do or how you're processing feelings and how do you deal with hurtful comments and, um, even stuff I was, I was really glad, um, especially with what's going on in the world, like social justice and, and fertility struggles. Like where are the intersections of where that there's privilege or lack of privilege? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much to speak about there for sure. So, so there's a video about that. So, so that's the four modules and then, and then there's a bonus and there's also increasingly going to be more and more free stuff too. That's going to be bonus specific stuff for like, like I'm getting ready to do IVF. That's going to be a free thing that's coming out. Um, and like, I'm getting ready to do a transfer that's uh, going on the blog. So I want to, I want to have a, a, you know, a good mix of content that anybody can access without knowing if they're ready to do the full program or not. And then the program is there if you really want to dive in. Uh, Nicole, you've also, you've used this phrase before. You haven't actually said it in this interview, but you've said it before when we've spoken and I've heard you mention in the course, um, this idea of baby blinders. Can Mm -hmm. you explain like what that is and what you mean when you say that and, um, maybe just introduce the concept? 
Yeah. So it's, it's really just a, another way of talking about that, like putting your life on hold and being a martyr because you have to get through this kind of mindset that happens with the cultural norms in this path for the typical path of fertility. So it's not at all to say, you know, having a baby isn't a big deal and you shouldn't care and you shouldn't focus on it. But the idea of the blinders comes in is when you're doing that at the expense of seeing everything else. So you've got these blinders on that's just like just the baby. If you can't convince me that it's directly, overtly baby, then I'm just going to let it slide. That becomes problematic. So the baby blinders are at the expense of the wholeness and human of the experience. When really all you're thinking about all the time is like having a baby. And you just become like obsessive and anything that doesn't fit into that specific yeah. category, like there's no room or emotional resources or any type of resources, I guess, like to pursue other things. Yeah. And to see, I mean, like to, to see that it's not just uh, for your quality of life, but that like taking off the baby blinders and seeing that like, oh yeah, my emotional health, my relationships, what my gut is literally telling me through my digestion, like these are relevant to my fertility outcomes. It's not just, oh, I should do them both because I am a whole person. It's like, that's how fertility works is the body's smart. It's not just like, well, she really pimped out this particular system and put a lot of energy here, but everything else is really threatened and scarce. <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, the baby in here, like that, that's, that makes it more uphill for your body to feel safe going into a pregnancy. And, and I really do, I see this and biology will support this. Um, evolution will support this. Like the body is picky about getting pregnant because once it gets pregnant, it will do everything in its power to stay pregnant. And so if, if you can be like, Hey, it's safe because we're whole because we're balanced because we are taking care of everything that makes the body feel safer to get into that pregnancy. And then it'll do everything in its power to stay pregnant with, with a pregnancy that is viable in 99% of bodies that don't have reoccurring miscarriage issues. Do you have any last kind of nuggets of advice, you know, for those struggling with infertility? Yeah. (laughs) Besides the whole program? Besides, I mean, well, just besides like, it's okay to want more, I guess. Don't settle. Like there's this culture that says you don't need to be educated to go through fertility stuff. And that's technically true. You could just, you know, get your sheet with your protocol and do it. But I think like you want that. And, and so you should be able to have that. That's not too big of an ask. And that will be in service to you being less beat down by this process. And there's so many other examples of that, but just, you know, don't feel like you have to settle. Don't feel like you have to do it just because that's the normal way and start with the the conditions that you can change and they will make ripples for the better. Even if it feels like it's super uphill, it's because it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's okay. It's still better to, to be thoughtful about it and be engaged and not to just throw up your hands. Yeah. And don't be, don't be pushed into something that you might not be comfortable with. I feel like we talk a lot about um, like advocating for yourself, you know, with your physician and with your care team, of course, but like being able to know when something feels right or when it doesn't and being able to say like, I need a break or I need to do more research or I don't know, instead of feeling in the moment, like pressured at the used car lot, you know, it's like, you really want to make sure that you're being purposeful and thoughtful with the decisions you're making. Yeah. 
Yeah, I say it's like you're standing outside this dark and scary woods and there's various dark and scary paths that are equally kind of terrifying. And then there's, you know, an expert with a megaphone saying like, go in that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's the path. Do that. And it's, and, and pausing is kind of like, well, maybe before I head in, I'm going to stock up my, my backpack. And yeah. I might, I might need a little, you know, self-knowledge. I might need a little resiliency training. I might need a little joy. I might need a little space to grieve before I go in and do next. And it is going to be dark and scary. And it isn't going to be just like, a, oh, this one is the right choice. And this is easy. That's not what fertility is. No. Um, but that, that's, it, it's, a, it's a really different way of doing it is to give yourself that permission and to approach it that way versus listening to the person with the megaphone saying, that's the path, get in there. Totally. And well, and being able to like hear different points of view and being able to weigh different pros and cons and different stories and um, yeah. being able to kind of untangle all of it to find the information you need. Yeah. And now what's the decision I need to make that's right for me and my family and my relationship? Yeah. And that, and that last part being really equally big to what are your test results or what's your antral follicle count or like, what are my preferences? What are my beliefs? What am I equipped for right now? And that, that'll, that'll change and evolve every, every step informs the next. Well, thanks so much, Nicole, for coming on and speaking with us um, about the baby you want. You can learn more about the program and sign up at thebabyyouwant.com. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. This was super fun. In There Injected That is produced by Fruitful Fertility and hosted by myself, Elise Ash. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, subscribe to get updates, and visit our website at fruitfulfertility.org. Thanks for listening.